Aloha and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian beaches on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Hooray! Thank you so much for joining. So what's coming up really big and it's really fun right now is the body concept. It's so amazing how it's how it plays out it plays out the body concept when you're experiencing the body concept basically what you're experiencing is an energy movement it's like a flow of energy okay thoughts thoughts make energy that's the first manifestation of a thought energy okay and that's the body that's the body concept that's what makes the body look like it's real and that's what makes the body seem to be affected by its environment and that's what makes a feeling of anger or fear or happiness or resentment or suffering you see where i'm going all those feelings so, in the illusion, the brain is interpreting this energy. This brain is like trying to make sense of energy. And it doesn't make any sense. Because energy itself is formed by thought. It's formed by the base thought of separation. There's no energy in reality. There's no energy. <laughs> There's only love. There's only pure love. Energy is a manifestation. So the brain interprets energy. Tries to anyway. And you don't understand that. You don't need to understand it. It's not understandable. It makes no sense, actually. Look at everyone trying to make sense of the body, trying to figure out how it works, what's good for it, what's bad for it. You notice how that stuff always changes? Isn't that funny? Don't you think that's funny? I do. Remember when eggs were bad for you, according to, like, mass population? And then they're good for you? That's people trying to figure out what's good for the body. What's good for it, what's bad for it, what you want, that's another thing. <laughs> Tells you what you want in the world. And even the world is an interpretation. Even the world itself is an interpretation of energy, the world that you perceive. There's nothing out there. So it's funny what I was inspired to write a lot about today was that concept of addiction. And it came up when I was on the unschooling for parents group and I, oh, it was about unschooling because you know, Unschooling, you let the kids do whatever. In the unschooling philosophy, you let your kids do 
whatever they're inspired to do. And you've set aside your own judgments about what they should be doing. You just let them do what they're inspired to do. So someone said, well, you know, I have a friend who would love to do that, but she's really worried about her son. She's really worried that her son's going to get addicted to video games because he's, he spends way too much time on video games. You know, shouldn't I limit that? And, you know, when someone asks me a question like that, like what they should do or what they should limit or what anything like that, I'm like, I don't have any advice on that. You know, it's not like there's really a choice in any of that. Um, but it's the way that the way what I see is this idea of addiction. That's a guilty thing. And this idea that you could do too much of something that is a guilty thing. You know, and people say, and they see the results with this too. And, you know, you, you, yeah, it's, it's cool to use the, go ahead and use the concept is, you know, what I'm inviting you to do is just not hurt yourself with it. Not hurt yourself with it. As in, um, say you uh, had a, had a conversation with someone today, said they're addicted, they were addicted to drugs. They were a former addict. Um, and it helped them to make the make themselves into that former addict so they can quit doing what they're doing but here's what i notice when someone tells me that it's like the struggle is real and the struggle is ongoing and i'm still struggling is what they tell me they're still struggling do you know what it's like to struggle like this well yes yes that's why I'm talking to you about this. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Oh, Bob, are you with me? Are you with me? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, good. Okay, because uh, my name keeps popping up and you never... Uh, responded to me so here yeah I am. well all of a sudden I could hear you because I realized my computer was on mute and that's why I couldn't hear you before <laughs> oh. which I like it on mute because I don't hear all those other notifications but I do want to hear you so Bob I'm gonna I'm going to mute you for a moment and finish talking what I was talking about and raise your hand if you want to speak. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Did I need to have notifications? <laughs> That's fun. Okay. So if you identify as the one who's doing drugs, you have to struggle as a person to get out of that. Aloha, Jerry. Thank you for joining. Yay. You have to be the one struggling. And, and you know, this is what I've, I see. I've talked to so many people and the ones who consider themselves 
to be an addict or to have been a former addict, they're constantly in the struggle. See? And then I hear from other people, you know, like myself included, I have some experience with, I don't know what you might call addiction, but you know, ever since I was a kid, I just didn't believe in that. It just wasn't true for me. I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to believe in that. It wasn't possible for me. I'm not sure what like, like what brought me to that. It could be that I was raised a Christian missionary. I don't know, but that kind of thing just didn't, um, it didn't get me. Like I could, I could find myself doing anything. Like for instance, I smoked cigarettes a lot when, between the time I was 12 to 26, 14 years. And I never considered myself addicted to cigarettes. And then one day it just didn't appeal to me anymore. It's not a struggle. It's not like, oh no, I don't want a cigarette. But see, it's that concept that this thing has any power over you. That's all it is. It's the idea that this thing, this substance has power over you. And you know what? When you project that, when you project that onto your kids, like they're not, they're, they're not capable of choosing the truth. These things in the world have power over them. And you know, when you choose, when you choose the truth, you just move toward joy naturally. That's just how it is. You just choose the truth, you move toward joy. If smoking that cigarette really isn't something that brings you joy, then you won't find yourself doing it anymore. That's just the way it works. If shooting that heroin isn't bringing you joy, then you just don't find yourself doing it anymore. That's how it works when you choose the truth. Okay. The other way is to choose illusion. And by that, I mean, make yourself into an addict. Give power to your body. Give power to your brain. Give power to the substance. Instead, instead of taking all the power that you actually have. Instead of just taking the power that you have back. Reclaiming your power. See? It's really that simple. And, you know, the ego loves to complicate it. It's, again, that's a, that make, trying to make sense of the illusion. The ego just loves to complicate it. Okay, now I have to do all these steps. There's a 12-step program. And the way the conditioning is, what I see is the way the conditioning is, and I'll tell you a story in a minute, <laughs> is, that, is that people who are committed to being that addict or ex-addict get so afraid of hearing this so afraid of hearing this and you know that's okay that's okay there's no one to convince that they're that they're afraid of hearing that they're not choosing the truth right now they're still they're still experiencing the illusion which is not a bad thing at all There's nothing wrong with it. That's what they want to do. That's what the fear, fear response is. 
fear is for upholding the illusion, keeping the illusion alive. One lady told me earlier today, well, studies show that your brain and body actually become addicted to substances. And I just laughed so hard because it's like, studies are meant to show that illusions are true. That's what they're meant for. They're studying the illusion. <laughs> they're studying things in the illusion. The mind is all powerful. That's all that has power. The mind is making these illusions for you. For you. So you can see through the guilty concept that keeps you apart from reality, where there is no separation. There's still experience. It's not like there's not fun. There's fun. There's more fun than you can imagine here. It's not like there's not communication and togetherness and unity. But to reveal what's really true, to have it revealed to you, you have to be willing to offer up everything that you made. And that includes any concepts about your body, your brain, all those kinds of things, having any power. There's no intelligence there. In fact, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing meaningful there. There's nothing that means anything. Those, those things, the body and the brain, they're like propped up to show you what you're not. So the story I was going to tell, just to illustrate that fear. So my daughter and I, uh, I have an adult daughter, we're hanging out outside of um, a hotel at Disneyland. It's a Disney California something. And we're out there and we're smoking. And a man comes up and he goes, and he goes, yeah, we're all out here um, doing our addictions or something like that. And I go, addiction? That's not real. That's just something we made up to guilt ourselves. And he said, oh, well, I'm an addict. And then he pretty much ran away. He had just lit his cigarette. <laughs> pretty much ran away. And I was like, wow, that's committed. You know. Could have stayed. I wasn't going to argue with him about it. He can be an addict. It's okay. <laughs> Which is that, you know, that, that response, that reaction to hold this illusion in place, make my body real, make guilt out to be something that we have to live with. And that's your choice. You choose whether to make the guilty thought meaningful. And it comes up in a variety of ways. 
um, seeing that the body is a really strong one for people. The, the things that people will get really reactive and fearful about is anything that has to do with um, diet for one. Um, you know, when I tell people that the food that you eat isn't real and your body isn't real, so the food isn't really affecting your body. It's like, oh, how can you say that? You know? And then how can your body stay healthy if you really believe that? Well, you just stop trying to control it. You just go to guidance. You just ask for guidance in the moment. That's all. Ask for guidance in the moment. You don't have to do it. The guilty concept, the idea that certain foods are good for you and certain foods are bad for you is just to make it as if you have to do it, like you're responsible for your body's apparent health. So then you're not asking for guidance. You're in denial of the guidance and that, that's there. You're not even asking, you think you know. You think you know what you want. You think you know what's good for you, see? And you don't. And you know what is most powerful is knowing that you don't know what's good for you. Because then you can just ask in the moment. It's perfect. And you can feel, you get to feel where does it, where's the joy? Where's the joy? When you allow the joy in, and the only thing that blocks joy is these concepts that say, you have to do it. You have to break your habits. You have to learn to eat healthy, for instance. You have to make sure you don't forget to wear sunblock, for instance. There's nothing like that. You have to make sure you take your medication. You might find yourself setting your alarm on your clock to take your medication. But it's just that knowing that all of this stuff that you see happening, even the stuff that you see doing, even setting the notification on your clock, is not coming by your choice or anything. It's a manifestation of mind. It's energy interpreted. So in that case, there's no burden on you. You just find yourself setting a reminder in your phone, for instance. But you don't identify with the thought that you're doing it out of your choice. And the burden isn't on you. And everything you do, you know is perfect. It's perfect anyways. Thanks for the compliment on the hat. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm in the sun a little bit. Now I'm not. It moves quickly. Yay. I love you. I love you. Thanks, Joe. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Two compliments on the hat. Thank you, Constance. Saludos. Oh, I bet it's uh, Latin or something. Hello or something like that. Studies are studying illusion. Don't, don't you love that, Amy? It's like, uh, oh, let's see how this thing works. And then you're looking at something that's meaningless to find out how the meaningless works. It's pretty funny. Studies have shown. <laughs> that just cracks me up. That's a good one. <laughs> Look, 
this illusion tells you that this other illusion is real. <laughs> Are we having fun with that yet? <laughs> and, you know, people, people tend to go like, you know, what you're saying is really dangerous is what I've heard a couple of times. It's really funny to me. Probably not funny to the person who's saying it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, people say, man, this is really dangerous because then I can just, like, totally, like, um, just eat sugar all day and um, sit around and, I don't know, not work out, you know, different things like that. But the thing is, that's the ego again. That's saying you have a choice in it again. Saying that you have a choice in it. See? So without the guilty concept, without the guilty concept, there's no sickness. There's nothing that can cause sickness. Cavities. People were asking me about cavities before. Uh, yeah, if you, if, if you see cavities, if you have the perception of cavities in your kid's teeth, you know, you'll see how that goes. Your body will be moved automatically. You know, either, you know, you'll probably take kid to the dentist, you'll pro or you could be one of those natural people that researches some natural things. I don't know how, how it's going to go, how the story is going to play out. But look, you're having the perception of cavities and you're having the perception of your kid eating sugar. Those are not related. Those are not related. They aren't related. Okay. Uh, the, the past didn't happen for one, and it's projected now. The past didn't even happen, and it's projected right now. You know why it's projected like that? To get a guilty feeling, to feel a guilty feeling. Nothing's happening. You don't really have any kids. There's no kids. There's nothing, nothing like that. You can say we're all kids like that. It's not like people having kids. Um, there's no teeth. Of course, there's no cavities if there's no teeth. Um, there's no past. There's just an interpretation of energy right now in this instant. And in this instant, there's something that's inviting you to project your guilty feeling onto it. That's all. The guilty feeling is already there. The guilty feeling is the base thought. It's an underlying thought that says you separated yourself from God. You separated yourself from heaven. And this is a, something that the veil of illusion helps us to forget about. So it's like people might go, oh, I, I don't remember myself separating myself from God. So it's an underlying self-belief. And this illusory world is propped up so that we can project the feeling of guilt that we got from the thought that we separated ourselves. We never separated ourselves. It would be impossible to separate ourselves. In fact, if we separated ourselves, we would have no life. We would be dead. Okay? And in the illusion, it's kind of like we got a half a life or something. <laughs> We have some life, but, but we, have, we, we have access to all the life. It's all being given to us, but we're kind of like pinching it off to about like 5%, okay, to be able to perceive ourselves in separation and get the perception of things like injury, illness, disease, uh, addiction, of course, um, any kind of any, any kind of aging, you know, conflict, anything like that. It's all just a projection of that guilty self-concept and that's uh, the brain interpreting that energy and reporting it back.
And it's reporting that energy back. It's reporting the guilty self-concept, okay? So it's an interpretation. Um, and then it's up to us. We decide whether to believe in that interpretation. We decide what interpretations we want to take is true. So if there's no guilt, meaning there's no guilt, meaning we did not really separate ourselves from reality, from heaven. We only thought we did. Then we're not doing anything here. We're not really doing anything. We're seeing something like a movie. We're seeing something like seeing a movie, but then we have the power to decide whether that movie is showing us something that's true or not. So we have the power to decide whether to project our guilt, that hidden guilt onto the screen. So for instance, you see a cavity in your kid's mouth and you're stricken with fear, right? You're stricken with fear. Are you going to just allow yourself to feel the fear or are you gonna make it out like those cavities actually justify the fear? See, nothing in this illusion really justifies that fearful feeling. And fear, you know, the fear really comes from guilt. The base is guilt. Is that you separated yourself? And you know, that, that's the base of it. And then there's fear and anger, you know. How could God forsake me? You know, it turns around to that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> why, did, why did God put me here? Why did, why did God make this illusion? Well, God didn't make the illusion. That's the thing. That's the, that's the great thing because it's like, yes, God, you could say God created the world, but this isn't the real world. This isn't the real world that God created. What we perceive as physical things, a physical reality, um, teeth that can decay, anything like that. That's not reality. That's the thing. So that's why in denying truth to the unreality, you're given the comfort and the peace of knowing that the outcome is certain. You know, the outcome is certain. There's nothing you need to do about anything in the world. There's only a choice for you to make. Like, what do you identify with? What, do you, what are you identifying as? Are you identifying as something that's interpreted back to you? From, the, from, from your own projection, are you identifying as something like that? Or are you getting your sense of identity from within? In other words, do you let the world tell you who you are? Or are you being shown who you are from within, from, with, from your inner guide? See, everyone's become so accustomed to letting the world tell you. Well, this is how it is. This is what kind of person you are, you know. It's fun, and it's fun to play with that too. You know, even someone, someone ask you, ask you, hey, you know, what kind of food do you like? And then you're like, hmm, and you wait for the thoughts to occur to you. What kind of foods do I like? And then you notice that that could change in any instant because you're not set on anything. 
oh, I like this. Oh, I like this over here. Just being in that, allowing yourself to go for joy. Yeah. I have a fun story about that too. I was at the beach with a friend of mine and um, she said, do you like to go in the water? And I was like, well, you know, not so much. I, I like to play on the shore. Going in the water, it's like kind of rough. And, you know, we have big waves where we are. We have pretty big waves. And uh, once in a while, I see them smaller, but pretty much they're big. Um, I go, yeah, those waves look pretty big. And I usually just play on the, on the shore. And as soon as I heard myself say that, I, I go, Oh, that's interesting. Just that's interesting. I don't know when I'm saying that. I don't even identify with that. It's funny. It just comes. So then we're in the ocean. We're, we're in the, uh, you know, where the water's just coming up kind of like on the sand and we're getting in a little bit kind of like knee deep. And all of a sudden a huge wave comes to me. It looks huge. And I find myself diving under it. And then I'm out in the ocean. And my friend is looking at me like, what in the world? <laughs> there I am out there right after, maybe like 30 minutes after. Oh, no, I just stay on the shore. And I'm like, wee, this is so fun. And I see myself go back and forth like that. Like, it'll be like, sometimes I'm, I'm out there in the ocean. And then I, other times I find myself, sometimes I find myself not even going in the water for a spell. It's just not in, in not identifying. You just always are in a, a state of asking, asking for guidance. It's like, um, uh, you know, it reminds me of access consciousness where they talked about staying in the question. That's what that reminds me of. I think they, they talked about that the most. It's like staying in the question, you know, not coming to any conclusions. So when people ask me to, and I talk about myself, it makes me laugh because I know it's not really true. I'm just making things up. Things are just coming to me and I'm saying them. Oh yeah. I'm like this. I'm like this, <laughs> but you know, anything can occur. I don't know. I like this kind of food. I only eat. I've found myself for a spell only eating raw stuff, only eating raw, um, meat and dairy and stuff like that for like eight months or something. And after a while, I found myself doing something else. So notice how when you get caught up in some kind of dietary concept or something like that, though, this is what I got out of it. It was really fun eight months. I, uh, I got super judgmental. It was fun. It was quite a long time ago, probably like, uh, 15, 16 years ago, <laughs> getting super caught up in judgmental thoughts about what everyone else was eating. And it's really fun because I see that, um, I see that reflection coming back from other people doing that. And I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. I know how that is. Everyone else is doing it wrong. I got the right diet. I figured it out. I know it's healthy. I know it's good for me. I know it's good for you. but in being in I don't know it's just in the moment even if in the moment I'm making a diet plan it doesn't matter there's no right or wrong here 
It's just a matter of recognizing that you're not doing it. It's playing out. It's playing out of the body concept. And then everything's light about it. You're using it in that way. You're using it to undo the illusion instead of hold it up. Instead of keep on perpetuating suffering, perpetuating the need, need for having a diet plan, for instance. Wouldn't it be fun if you just like got the feeling, the sensation, some hunger, and ooh, food sounds good. And then you just ask for guidance. You get the sensation. Oh, the thought occurs to you. Oh, maybe I'll go dancing. Hmm. And you know, when you're asking for guidance, basically you're asking in the way of feeling. You can feel it. If you lean to your own understanding, you can't feel it. Now you've gone conceptual. This is what I eat. <laughs> this is what I drink. <laughs> this is when I smoke. This is how many smokes I'm allowed to have. You know, you can find yourself doing that. It's just let it be light. Because nothing, because you're not even making the decision. You're not even making the decision to do that. You're not making the decision to quit. You're not making the decision to start. You're not making a, the decision to cut down. You have no choice in that. Even the thought that occurs to you. I really want to cut down. When the thought occurs, oh, I really want to cut down. I cut down on smoking, for instance. It's not relevant. It's not meaningful one bit. It could mean that you'll find yourself cutting down if that's what's joyful for you. But see what I mean about how you always move towards joy when you allow joy right now. But it's like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? No, you just automatically move towards joy. The hardest thing is, is just giving up that control. Letting the spirit lead. Your spirit that loves you. That's only joy. That only wants good for you. That only wants happiness, peace, love for you. Why is there this big fear of listening to that which loves you? Because it'll undo this illusion. The ego can perceive a threat. The ego knows this is a threat. And the ego is going to put up all the defenses. See, look, you let your daughter eat too much sugar. And now she has cavities. Shame on you. 
See that? Make believe. If you don't believe it, if you don't believe in this worldly cause and effect, it has no meaning for you. Things can just play out as you as they do, and you can be in constant communication, listening to your spirit guide all the time. And it's a wonderful voice to listen to because it's always joyful. It's a happy, playful joy voice to listen to. And if you have the perception of something, some kind of illness, injury, or anything like that, you can trust that your spirit will guide you perfectly through it. That's where all strength comes from. You can trust in that. But this lack of faith is just because of the desire to uphold the illusion. You know, if you find yourself in lack of faith, just take the responsibility for that. Recognize for yourself, be willing to recognize for yourself that there isn't anything here. There isn't anything that can harm you. There isn't anything that can harm your children. There's the illusion of things that can harm you and their effects. If you're making illusions true. But if you're not making illusions true, meaning you're always asking for guidance, then you're always making the correct choice. You're always making the choice choice with your spirit, which is toward joy. Isn't that for fun? Oh, I have questions on here. Let's see what I have. Oh, it's all Bob telling me he's on. <laughs> you're so fun, Bob. <laughs> Uh, anyone has any questions feel free to raise your hand you can also write to me on Facebook I am looking at those comments so go ahead and send me anything that's on your mind I would love to hear from you So, I have a friend that asked me a really fun question recently. He asked me about what to do about other people. You know, he's like, you know, Hope, we know that there's no such thing as time. But how do you get other people to know that there's no such thing as time? You know, they're all hung up on being busy and stuff. Like, they don't even have time to listen to you for two minutes because they're so busy. So, hooray. Thank you for that question. Okay. So, those people, all people, are your projection. They're arising for you. They're arising for you. They're, so, you can get the feeling of whatever that is that wants to teach them something. <laughs> they're not really as you see them. They're not really as you see them. Just like you're not as you see yourself. It's a dream. It's a dream. You're having a dream. 
they're having a dream, the mind dreaming. So, you know, if someone tells me I'm too busy, I don't even have two minutes to listen to you. I say, oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. That's it. If they're asking me, hey, Hope, you know what? It seems like I'm really freaking busy and, you know, you seem like you're pretty chill and you got all this time. And, you know, I was wondering, um, how do you get there? <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> so... And, you know, if that's your question, if that's the question you mean to ask, then I say whenever, and, you know, I spent years going through this feeling, a feeling of overwhelm. Yay. I love the feeling of overwhelm. Welcome. Feeling of overwhelm. Yes. Yes. That was a common theme for me, the feeling of overwhelm. I have too much to do. You can ask my husband. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Way too much to do and not enough time. I do not have time. That was my saying. I do not have time. So, you know what? It's just like anything else because it's an interpretation of energy. I realized that the sense of overwhelm was just a feeling sense. My brain was making an interpretation and I got the feeling of overwhelm and I loved it. I loved it. Actually haven't had that since lately. Hmm, that's funny. <laughs> but boy, did I, especially when I opened up to it. When I first opened up to it, I started getting the feeling very intensely. It was big. Yeah, girl, I see you. I see you. <laughs> I'm going to unmute you in a minute, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would get so, I would get this feeling of overwhelm so intensely and just be thankful that I'm getting the feeling of overwhelm. Be so thankful. And it would be painful, emotionally painful. That's how it is. But you know what? So is childbirth, apparently. Apparently. But then there's people having or orgasmic childbirth. And I myself had one pain-free childbirth. It wasn't quite orgasmic, but I see how it could go there. I didn't, um, I, I wasn't trying for orgasmic. Didn't even occur to me. <laughs> I was trying for painless. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just like that. It's like this, this painful emotion of, of overwhelm. And, you know, you can diffuse the pain a little bit by projecting it onto the thing that actually diffuses the pain a little bit by projecting it onto the thing as if I'm so overwhelmed because I have da 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 da, -da to do. You can start laying out what you have to do. Um, or you can just get the feeling of overwhelm and let it intensify as much as you can handle. You won't go further than you can handle anyways. 
um, that intensify as much as you can handle in your body's energy field. And that's how the thought construct that's making that illusion gets healed. And that's why I don't see that. And that's why if I do get the perception of overwhelmed, I'm happy about it. See, so it's not like, it's my experience that I don't have recent, you know, I don't have recent years um, memory of having overwhelm. But if overwhelm occurs to me, that's awesome. Because I know what it's for. And that's like anything. I know what it's for. So good. Good. I'm not a person who doesn't get overwhelmed. The person is unreal. The person is unreal. The person is a thought construct, a thought construct, which has been redesigned and reformed so much that the feeling con thought construct of overwhelm is no longer resonant with it. It's not resonant with my body's energy field. While it was resonant with my body's energy field, I got the feeling of it and stopped projecting it onto the world as if the world, something in the world actually justified the feeling. See, that's why it's gone, apparently. And, and you know what, if I, if I get the feeling again, I know what it is. So it's not like I, it's gone and I'm attached to it being gone either. It can come back. I don't mind. You know, I told some friends that some friends coming over, you know, telling me, uh, I, we want to talk to you about our situation. Okay. That's fun. They come and they talk to me about their situation. I give it to them straight. You know, another friend tells me, yeah, you know, I had to just tell, tell them, you know, I, I, I can't do it anymore. And, you know, for me, it's just like, Oh yeah, come back anytime. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Come back anytime. And you know what's funny is that the attraction to that because the energies don't resonate. You know, if they're not really there for healing, they're not really there for healing. They're not going to keep on coming back to me. <laughs> I don't have to shut it off. I just laugh about it. <laughs> Uh, okay, there she is. Wait, I unmute you. I unmuted you, didn't I? You unmute now. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to see you. Oh, ditto. I've still been seeing you. Oh, thank I you. I had no. Oh, and the the Wawa, the ones that you're you're that you're taping on Mondays, are resonating with me. Without having internet, I was able to download those at the library and I could bring them back and listen to them and then, oh, and it's made a big, big difference here. Yay. Yes, a lot is going on. And I'm, and the automatic reaction, like I told you with that stranger who told me I was rude. Yeah. Oh my God. It was immediate for me to say, I'm so sorry. And I immediately said thank you for telling me and that was not I didn't even know I could do that <laughs> I mean I'm listening to you so much that it just happened yeah it just happened isn't it fun it was so cool <laughs> and there's just been so much oh did I just see Lori's here <laughs> hi Yulia <laughs> I've been listening to all of it while I was silent 
Oh, but yeah, I've been, there's been so much going on. My sister and I, I mean, I literally apologize for, I, one of those wah-wah ones you said, it's so much easier to apologize than to hold up that false sense of person that's not even real. So <laughs> I, I, I told her, I said, I needed to be the good aunt back then. There was a belief yeah. that I needed to save the boys from you. And I'm so sorry. I wasn't there to support you as a mother. Ah, I just, I just blatted it all out. And she, we were looking eye to eye, looking in the left eye. And I was saying, she was like, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, that, isn't that lovely? It's so awesome. <laughs> Especially now that I'm down the street from her living. Oh, how sweet. And then I remember you would talk about how um, you had issues with your, the way your son was raising his daughter too. Is that all, is that all worked out too with that whole thing? Um, there's still, a, I haven't even thought about that because I'm away from that now. Oh, right. But I can still see a story in there. I still see. So when it comes up, there will be, it will be felt because that's yeah. immediately it's the feeling because that's all summer. That's what happened. was all feeling. I mean, Ugh. everywhere I looked, it was triggering feeling and, and I just couldn't get ahead of it. It was just yeah. so overwhelming, but I, it's like you I, went on a retreat, Lori. I did my, of my own, of my, <laughs> I'd like three month long retreat. Yeah. I'm coming out of it. And it's like, wow, the clarity. Wow. Yes. Pretty cool. Yes. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I thank you so much too. <laughs> so cool. Thank so you cool. for doing that. It's so awesome. I mean, just, just letting it, letting that in. And you know, you've been so persistent. You've been with me since the beginning of Wisdom Dialogues, which was what, like three years now? Yeah, it's been a little bit. And you know, you've been, you've, you've been so persistent with it, you know, and, and just, you know, you let all the questions come out, you ask all the questions. And, you know, you're, you'd listen, I'd see you get frustrated. I'd see you come back again. I'd see you say you lost it. And you, come back again and you know you just never gave up and you know I knew you wouldn't and it's been so inspiring I'm sure it's been so inspiring for so many people oh I hope so of course because you just want this for but then you see that you've projected them the way they are yeah so really they're there's they have no choice yeah and you and that's how and that's how you give them that's how you kind of like but like A Course in Miracles talks about is extending love to them. Yeah. You extend the love to them from within, you know, so you know that they're making a choice right now for illusion. That's all. You, the way you see them isn't true, but the way, but you know that they're making a choice for illusion and you honor that. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Doesn't and it doesn't matter what it leads to. It, you know, it doesn't matter because the outcome is a hundred percent certain the outcome is love and this, and and this is this dream will fade away love will, uh, is all that will remain so it doesn't matter what you see anyone 
you know, anyone seems to be choosing the wrong thing for themselves, for their body, say they're doing drugs or something, you know, just in, in making, uh, in, in making that choice for yourself to see that it's choiceless. Right. And that, and that everything is playing out according to what's in everyone's very best interest. Mm -hmm. Then you can be there for them. Go ahead, Lori. Well, just seeing everything, Looking back, seeing every single thing has to be exactly how it was. Yes. Everything. Uh-huh. Well, it has, it has to, it has to in order to be that in your memory right now, because there's only right now. Remember, the past is projected right That's now. That's it. That's how could it be different? <laughs> Exactly. It's like you're making it up right now. <laughs> so cool. So cool. Yulia. Oh my goodness. Oh, Yulia. Oh, She's such a sweetie. Oh. Yeah, Yulia is. Yulia, yeah, Yulia has been hanging out with us for a she while has, too. And she has yeah. too. Yes, it's and she's awesome. been inspiring too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the boys and the video games. Yeah, the boys and the, it, that's such a big one. I was on a conversation about that today. I don't know if you saw it, yeah. you know, about video games. It's like, hey, man, it's like, you know, this is meaningless stuff. And look at the news gets involved. And they do studies. There's studies both ways. This is a funny fucking thing. There's studies both ways. There's studies that say how bad video games and electronics are for kids. And then if you join the group Unschooling Gamers, I recommend this if you're a parent or not. It's a really funny group. Just to check it out. It's called Unschooling Gamers. It's for kids that don't go to school but game all day. Um, and their parents are supportive of it. They, if, you, if you come on there and try to talk about how to get your kid to go outside, you're banned. <laughs> so <laughs> they have studies that show how good this is for your kid. <laughs> because it's the norm for the generation of us. It's yeah. almost like glorified when you say those kids, I used to play outside when I was young and they should be doing exactly what I did when I was young. Yeah, it's really, it's really funny because it's like we, we were pissed at our parents going, man, why can't I listen to that rock and roll that I want to listen to? You know, in my day, that's what it was. It was like, uh, yes. you're not allowed to listen to rock and roll. You know, Nancy Reagan was up there talking about rock and roll's bad. And my mom believed her. <laughs> and, uh, and there's no rock and roll. And then the next thing I know, I'm feeling judgmental. And I write about this in my book, Unschooling for Parents. I'm feeling judgmental about my son, who's now an adult, he just turned 18, um, sitting around playing video games, eating a bunch of Cheetos, and you know, not getting any sun, not going outside and getting sun, not playing outside. Mm -hmm. And I had so much judgment about that. And, and one day I realized, oh my gosh, it's the same thing. It looks scary to me, but it's nothing. It's nothing. It's always like that. Every generation has one. Every generation bitches about, it's no different than us bitching about somebody else living their life. They shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing this. They sh I'm doing this. They should be doing, you know? It's, well, no it's, it's identification because uh, it's my kid and I'm responsible for how 
they live and Our my house. kid deserves a good life and I know how to go about getting it. Right. <laughs> ours is so good. I know exactly what they need to do to be the happiest. Because <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so it's, unconscious though. It is completely unconscious. And innocent. And yeah. totally innocent. innocent. That's why there's not anything wrong with it. And that's why it's like, we don't have to change people. So, you know, it's like, people ask me, should I just allow them to eat whatever they want and do it? And, you know, one answer, one answer is, well, I don't have advice on that. And another one is not if you don't have the faith for it. And what I mean like by that is, you know, if you're projecting that they're going to suffer consequences for it, if you're projecting that, then, you know, watch where your joy is what your joy may be your best joy your most joy may be to put that restriction on your kid so that you don't have to project some kind of bad outcome for him that's exactly you know? what it is exactly. yeah. if that's the best you can do that's the best you can do and you know you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna get punished or anything for it <laughs> And you know, your, your kid's going to, your kid's going to be the happiest and learn the most. If you're allowing yourself to go toward joy in the most way, in, in the, in the, in the, in the most sincere way that you can is allowing yourself to go towards joy. So say, okay, you know, when I'm driving around in my car, I ask my son to put his seatbelt on if he's in the front seat. <laughs> He doesn't like to wear a seatbelt at all. I asked him, where, will you put a seatbelt on while oh, you're in the front seat? The first time he asked me why, and I said, and, and I, said I don't know. You know, for some reason, I just feel afraid of a policeman seeing that and giving me a ticket. That's it. You know, it's just like super honest. Mm -hmm. I feel afraid. Yeah. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Th that's the feeling that you're getting. You're still able to get the feeling. You're still able to get the feeling you can't help putting the restriction on or not. You get the, you might get the illusion that you can, you know, there's some people that read a course in miracles and think, okay, I'm just going to um, choose to not put the restriction on. And it's kind of like you're in a battle with yourself because you're really scared. And then you're making yourself even more scared. You're making yourself even more fearful by thinking that you have a choice in that. Mm. And, you know, it's like, that's, not bringing about anything you want. <laughs> That's not going anywhere good. <laughs> Yulia, oh, I have so much more. I just don't always want to say everything. <laughs> You're <Right>. fine. <laughs> well, it seems like it's the same story over and over again. That's the thing when you're going through it. And you know what? I just went through... And you could say that it's still playing out with my daughter. It's like super fun. Yulia, I think, would really appreciate this too. Because you guys probably remember some years back, she even came on with some dialogues with me before and was sitting next to me. I think Yulia was there. I think Julie, or uh, yeah, I think, I think Yulia was there and uh, Lori was there too. I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> I said Julie and I was like, what the fuck is her name? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And, and so, um, so recently we went through another phase and actually I went on, I, I'm not going to go on to this too much because I went on to it a lot in depth in the podcast that you're going to get. 
that I just did yesterday. But you know, it, my my daughter was super at one time. Bob brought this to my attention at the end of Wisdom Dialogues yesterday. My daughter at one time was was um, you know perceived as super sparkly and bubbly and pretty and happy and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then it just so happened some months ago. Well, it probably started a little bit where it was just sort of like a, a, a heaviness, a heaviness came over her and there was a not liking and not, you know, even when she'd come to work at Miracle Botanical, just kind of like, like, you know, yeah. So, you know, long story short, it ended up to where she left the company and she might say that we got rid of her. She might, that might be her perception too. And then none of it's right or wrong or anything like that. You know, we probably have a different um, point of view. We always do. Um, but it was like, hey, we need you here during these hours in order for this to work. And then there, she just didn't return. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and in the meantime, in the meantime, while it was going through all these different transitions and all this different energy, like, kind of like a little bit uncomfortable, but yet fun. You know, I'll talk a little bit more about that too. You'll also be able to listen to it in our last um, podcast. But, uh, you know, this energy that's not like the the seemingly fun to play with energy and what which I love to have come up because I know it is all energy and I know what it comes back to. I know it's that, I know that it always comes back to that certainty that we're unified as one. So there's just an allowing of the energy to play out and play out and play out, however it does. So come to find out, my, my daughter brought it to my attention. I had asked her before, I said, hey, are you doing cocaine? And she got super defensive, just like really, really defensive. She's like, um, you're being judgmental of me and stuff like that, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, you know, no problem. You know, you don't have to answer that. So um, anyways, you know, go fast forward some months after that, she came over and she said, mom, I want you to stick your finger up your, my nose. And I'm like, oh yeah. And she's, and, and I'm like, hmm, I don't really want to, at first I was like, I don't really feel like sticking my finger up my, up your nose, you know? And she's like, no, mom, I really want you to feel this thing. And please don't be mad. Please don't be mad. So I do it. And there's a hole that like, you can put your finger in like, in this right here and she said that's from doing cocaine are you mad and i'm like no i'm not mad you know why would i be mad about that <laughs> you know and it's and it's like even it's like at that moment at that moment especially there was just nothing there because when i got the reaction when i asked hey are you on cocaine or are you taking cocaine um and i got the reaction the defensive reaction that's my thing to care for. So I'm caring for it from right there. It doesn't really matter whether my daughter is taking cocaine or not, because that's not really possible in the first place. We're having a perception. It, so, it, so it's like the, the sense, the body sense is that it really does matter. That's why I'm getting a reaction like that. That's why I'm getting a defensive reaction. The body sense is that this really does matter. And you know, her reaction to me is that it is that it matters to me. So I'm like, okay, if you say that it's it matters to me, then there must be something in here that needs addressing and just like letting it be, uh, letting it get resolved from right there. 
So when that occurred, it was just kind of like, okay, you know, thanks. I felt it. I washed my hands <laughs> and I love you. Yeah. So then what else is there? You know, there's, there's just nothing else. There's no needing to, uh, it to turn into an argument. And really a lot of the times this energy is the ego looking for argument, mm. you know, and even in, and you know, a, a sense like, Hey, you know, you real, when you asked me if I did cocaine, you were judging me, you know, that came back again later on, you were judging me. And I go, okay, that thought occurred to me. Then that thought occurred to me. Can you have compassion for me? Can you have compassion for the one in your perception? Cause that's really compassion for yourself. You know, can you have compassion for the one in your perception? that seems to be judging you because they're not judging you. They're not judging you. You're judging you and they're judging themselves. That's all. So it's like, it, it's like always asking you, the illusion is always asking you, can you have compassion here? Because it's always compassion for yourself. There isn't anyone else out there. So it's like, you know, I accept me. I accept whatever, you know, if a judgmental thought occurs to me and then I get a reaction out of it, great, because you know what? I didn't see it and that's why I needed you to give me that reaction, so thank you. Now I get to feel all of this. Now that I get this reaction, now that I get a defensive reaction, I get to feel this, thank you. I love you, see, it's simple. And then, and then, and then they can, people can go about doing whatever it is that they do. And then, um, and then she came over and asked if she could spend the night. Um, she had, well, kind of a longer story than that. There is, she was over with her, with her uh, boyfriend and they were here for the day and, um, you know, kind of like unannounced. We were on a trip, we come back and they're here. And, um, and then, and then it was nighttime and my husband, Tony said goodnight and everything. And, uh, said goodnight to, to her and her boyfriend, you know, thanks for coming over. Good night. We went back to our room and our daughter came and said, can we spend the night? And my husband said, well, why do you want to spend the night? And they said, and she said, did she use the internet? And he's like, no, you know what? We go to, we're all going to bed. Us, the kids, you know, we're all going to bed right now. We don't need any. And it's real loud in that room. It's like really. And, and then she was gone and that and haven't heard from her since there was a sense of disappointment that there wasn't allowing to spend the night but then there's a also it's it's also you know not like there's anything wrong it with also saying no there's not like there's anything wrong with also saying no you know i smiled at her and let her know i love her and um you know and then i heard a story <laughs> that she said i'm never going back and I said, oh, how fun. I have a package for her right now, so. <laughs> we'll see. At some point, I'm guessing. And you know, and it's like whenever, and, and whenever, whenever I'm around her, I just love her up. But it doesn't also, it also doesn't mean that the, the joy is going to go along with, yes, you can spend the night. For instance, it doesn't have to. It's a, it's like guidance, guidance, guidance always. And an honest no. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's like, no, thank you. We love you. But there's no, um, um, like, like you're doing it wrong and therefore that's why. Mm. Yeah. Or some kind of, it's just that, okay, this is what it is. We know because we've had him in the room, in that room before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> and we're like, no, thank you. <laughs> It's fun. And all love and all love. But Yulia's raising her hand. Now I thought Yulia would appreciate that. Yay, Yulia. Yay, Hope. I just thought <laughs> it's time it's time to join you guys. Yay. Enough enough writing. <laughs> I don't I want to be with Hope background. and Lori and everyone else. Where's your face? Oh, um I didn't oh let me move her to panelists. Oh. Yeah, there's like moving them to panelists or just like uh -huh. uh -huh. so, so those of you on with me, if you don't want to have your face in the video, just so you know, if you raise your hand, you can just talk and not come on video. Mm -hmm. Like these other peeps are coming onto the video side with me. We're used to it. <laughs> Why am I not on video? It says that I am, but I am not. Oh, nope, it's black where Julia is. Exactly. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have you on on my side. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is really weird. Does this computer have no webcam? I have a new computer. I'm going to have to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a green button? A green light at the top showing? Nope. Oh. I, don't see, I don't see anything that looks like a webcam on it. <laughs> Oh, oh my no. goodness. Oh my, that is really oh funny. Wait, God. wait, I think maybe there's a way to do it. Yes, I know oh, how to. <laughs> it was hidden. It was hidden. I had to pull it out from the back. It was my new computer was all like taped there and I had to pull it out. Yes, good to see you. Okay, it's good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> I'm not far from you. Really? Oh, yes. You're like three hours from me. Hours? I'm in Fort Myers, yeah. In Fort Myers, yeah. That's about three hours from me. We could meet halfway, though. Yes, we could. Text me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook or something. Yay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, Hope Johnson fan club meeting. <laughs> in Florida. In Florida. In Florida, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh... I, I have like so much going on lately, apparently. <laughs> so many stories and each time catching myself, uh, judging myself for someone else. So much fun. Uh -huh. Isn't it fun? Because then you just get the feeling of that. That judgment has no effect. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, again, one, one of those things where I get into a conversation about something, about the story. And I um, later go like, why did I do that? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here's, here's the thing. You can only be happy and laugh at everything if you choose. Right, right. And you're making it was actually a good conversation. It's just I got excited about it. You know, <laughs> I have the perception that one of my sons is... Um, uh, 
in a you know in a bad relationship with a girlfriend and he doesn't see how or maybe he doesn't understand just how bad it is maybe because we think he's uh, he's a little different like as far uh -huh. as social interactions he's one of those people super smart you know and um, they certain things like math or languages or this or that but super weird and uh, in social interactions and he's got a very weird relationship don't want to talk about it <laughs> okay, yeah. so, but my other son is actually concerned about him and i like realized that for the last two years i did everything in my power in order not to not to be judgmental of his girlfriend and i went so much out of my way that when my younger son actually started crying and telling me how he is worried about my older my the older son and how he thinks that he's really you know um mentally and emotionally and physically not okay now because of this relationship and that he wants to help him and talk to him uh i felt so good i really jumped on that and i was so impressed by my younger son like oh my god i had no idea he was so caring number one and number two i had no idea he had such clear vision i just wanted to agree with everything uh-huh you know yeah and then later i go like but on the other hand after i spoke with him i really jumped onto that story and i said yes do this you know <laughs> yeah so it so it's just a matter it's just a matter of listening and also you know you're demonstrating that this is the perfect relationship for him and whatever your son wants to do is also perfect right right and no i in that sense then the sense of his um awakening that's clearly the perfect everything is perfect you know but there is also this storyline with my other son that got me got me feeling good like you know what i like what he's saying i like how he sees it i like what he wants to do and like wow he's amazing you know <laughs> Uh-huh, he is. And 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 that and you know anything that anything that your son who wants to do something you're talking about right now, anything that he does, it's perfect. And he you know, wasn't support both of them at the same time. <laughs> and and somehow he was saying about, you know, something about how that girlfriend is this and that, but it wasn't in that it like judgmental in the sense like she's bad. It oh, wasn't right. like that. So it was yeah. That's why it was so exciting too. Uh-huh. Yeah, you and know? there's definitely it, it is it, it is exciting to see someone, you know, you know feeling uh feeling like all this energy there's an, it's an energy remember it's an energy play. It's like you yes. get a sense of clarity in it in itself. So it's like easy to get on on with that and be like, yeah, you know, and like whenever my kids feel a sense of clarity about anything, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm behind you. And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if I think what I think about it, like they experience a sense of clarity, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, you know. And then I, you know, occasionally I'm tempted to go into like feeling bad about that girlfriend, but I keep telling myself it's all about that special love, you know. There, it can't be. A, it's I want to say like I want to save him from this bad person. Uh, well, I understand that that person has a difficult life and stuff, but that's not about that at all. It's mm -hmm. about, you know, the fact that um, I'm 
seeing my son is a special thing, right? <laughs> well, yeah, sense. and it's like you can save him on your own. I mean, you might find yourself saving him, for instance, in the in the dream, having a dream that you're saving him. But it's all the way you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. See, it's all the way you're seeing it. It's not what you're doing. You could find yourself apparently saving him. Mm-hmm. Find yourself teaming up with your other friend, your other son, apparently saving him. It's just a knowing. No one needs saving. This thing is playing out mm-hmm. and recognizing it's playing out. See, see what I mean? You're always going toward more joy, whatever that happens to be, whatever that looks like on the surface. You're always allowing right. more. I'm, I'm so afraid I'm judging someone or, you know, that, that sometimes that's not for my joy. <laughs> sure. Sure, well, yeah. So that's why there's no right or wrong. It's not a, like like you shouldn't try to save him or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it's perfect, just be just because it's perfect doesn't mean that someone's not going to be motivated to make a change. Apparently, mm-hmm, in the in mm-hmm. the apparent reality, there's not. That's that's the thing. It's like in in recognizing that's nothing. Nothing's happening, and you're not really capable of doing anything. You're you also don't mind however it is that you're moved you just allow yourself to be moved toward joy and you know when you you don't you don't see the movement you don't see where the motivation is going just wait it's all energetic you'll be moved eventually just wait you know like I found myself with my daughter just waiting just like just watching I don't know how it's gonna go just watching and seeing how the energy unfolds seeing how the energy play you know and I know you were talking about um, before, uh, can I just stop supporting my son? And, mm-hmm. and I go, well, yeah, anything is possible. That's not like right or wrong. You know, if right. like, as in physical support, like sending him money and stuff like that, um, all that kind of stuff. Well, that, that just happened for me. That just ended. All that physical support, that just ended for me. And it was mm-hmm. like... And it was, it was funny and it was inspiring for me because, you know, you kind of came with me to me with that question. I was like, yes, it is possible. And then it occurred for me, like, not long after that. <laughs> and at the same time, it's not important that that needs to happen. It's just if it happens, it's equal. If it's going toward, if it's, if it's, you're open toward, you're open for it as long as it's your guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, because your guidance is always toward more joy, right? Mm-hmm. you're not closing anything off and remember it's all energetic because it's, it's not so it's not like i get guidance that simply says okay it's time to stop sending giving money to your daughter every week okay it's not like you just get, get get guidance like that in words but you're open to anything that you perceive and constantly allowing joy for yourself and all that just plays out the way it needs to mm-hmm. see you're not rising up against anything that's all. You're not saying no, I can't, or I should, or anything like that. Right. I'm not making a statement. This should not be happening, you know. <laughs> right. You're just like, oh, this is how it's going. Right. And it's and it's real easy, and you know, it's it's joyful, it's easy, it's happy, it's playful, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot more about it on the um, podcast that I just posted. I listened to it. I oh, finally, heard- finally got on your podcast. So oh, now cool. that's my thing. Yes. Yay. You posted it. You it's posted- so fun. You posted yesterday's already? Yeah. 
Nice. Oh, I can hear it now. I didn't see it yet. That's neat. <laughs> oh, and oh, and you you know, recently I got reminded of your lava experience. I mean, I'm not having anything personally, personally, but remember uh, my Puerto Rican boyfriend um, yeah. that lives with us. We yeah. were gonna go for a big, big vacation to Puerto. Not big time, like time wise, but. I was going to meet up with an old friend who was going to come from Europe for her birthday with her husband. And it was going to be like the meeting of the century in, the, in Puerto Rico. And guess what? They're having earthquakes and everything is uh, in the town where my boyfriend is from. Is, uh, things, are, things are bad. Buildings are collapsing and people. And now, now it's not so bad. There are no more bad earthquakes, but the earth keeps shaking every day. There's no power, no water, and people are living in the streets because nobody wants to go inside. So all our plants fell apart, and his mom moved basically here. <laughs> and it's such an upheaval. Like, wild. who knew all this was going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. It's like, wild. whoa, you know what is happening? Everything is like, <laughs> we're, and we're not going, and I don't know when we're going, and if we're going, and now we don't have a place to go to there, and now he's going to, you know, uh, accommodate his mom here, and for a while she's going to live with us, mm -hmm. and it's like, whoa! <laughs> Everything is changing. And, but and, but and I felt like, that energy where it's like a total upheaval and it's like you, I couldn't tell the day before. Yeah. I know right. exactly then, what yeah, you're talking like, about. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could not imagine the day before how it was going to go. I think yeah. that's what happened to me the summer why I was so down and depressed and stuck in the thoughts and the feeling was because I literally had no idea. Not that I ever had any idea of what the next day was going to bring, but I knew nothing. I mean, there, there was a false idea that I knew what day to day was going to be in that house in Maine. And there was nothing that could be predicted or held on to nothing. All my belonging, everything is gone. That's great. You and me both, Lori. Yes. Is that when you moved the, to travel? When you started traveling, is that it? Or yes, we went yeah. and sold almost every single thing we've ever owned in, and I've lived in that house for thirty-four years, and it was going. And my family is still up there. My kids are still up there. My everything, and then. Uh, we came down to Florida and we hadn't ever lived in this condo. We bought it in May, but we didn't live in it. So I didn't know that. And it was hot and oh, uh, yeah, Florida living is good though. <laughs> I, I, when you're in a good space. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yes. Yes. Uh, wow. Everything. Anywhere is good. I remember, I remember lots of years ago, Lori, you you were asking me how you can be at peace with this cold weather. And yes. you, you said how you'd rather be in Florida. <laughs> and then I became at peace with the cold weather uh -huh. and with every most things. And then all of a sudden everything was uprooted. You're going to Florida just like you wanted. But I wanted to go to Puerto Rico, but then I also wanted to uh, improve my Spanish. So now I have to speak it every day, whether I want to or not. <laughs> oh, with the, with the um, parents. It's at home. Right? Oh, wow. They all, all moved in. 
No, 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 just his mom, just his mom for now, right. Wow, that's wild. (laughs) It is so wild. Huh? And my mom and dad are here too. Nice. My mom's here too right now. Oh, well, cool. So it's a really good thing that nothing's happening and it's all just an energy play. You You keep coming back to nothing's happening and you can get these big energies and you can embrace these big energies. That's all it's for. That's all the illusion is for. And it's interesting. One day, the first day it happened, like when everything just happened, it was exciting. It, there was almost like excitement. Yeah. It was bad, but there was excitement. Like something was, for some reason, it was exciting. And then the next day, something like started, sort of started settling, like, yeah. oh, wait, I'm not going to do this vacation. Oh, wait, I'm not going to go there. I don't know when I'm going to go there. Oh, wait, this is going to be for a long time like this. And I'm going to have many people around me and I'm not going to have, you know, my normal bedroom and, uh, and they're my parents. And, uh, and, and it was like, and suddenly I'm like, uh, you know, feeling so heavy. It's like, wait, but I, but that's not true. It's not happening. I'm, I'm but, but it was like, still, uh-huh, you know, <laughs> yep. Oh, How awesome. I, I got the, I, I could say with the law of flow, I got in, invited to, remember I would talk about how um, I would be invited to go towards sadness. Cause it's like, oh wait, now I don't have my sun, my sunbathing spot. I don't yeah, have Poe I don't have Poe to go down to the boat dock, you know, like these different things will come up and it's like they're hooks. And I just, it's refused to let myself get hooked. Because it was just so, it was so blatant because it was so blatant because it's a lava flow. That's a big red flag. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's a really big red flag. Okay, the, some, uh, some guilty projections are going to start to reveal themselves, you know. And it's kind of like the same thing. At first it was like, oh my goodness, everything's gone. Um, yay! You know, like all this excitement and then these thoughts come to try to make it heavy. And I just would, would smile at them, kind of like smile at them and say, no, thank you. I know where that goes. You know, I could go there if I wanted to, I could go there to get that experience, but I didn't feel like I needed the experience. So I just didn't go. It's like, you have to go like it kind of, it's almost like you leave yourself. It's like you leave your center and you go with these thoughts that are telling you how heavy and bad it all is. Oh my goodness, we've put all of our, there's stories, I've heard, heard stories of, you know, uh, I'm uh, in my late 40s and I didn't, uh, and I put all my money into that and I didn't have insurance, now what? You know, I'm starting over and it's like, I'm not going there. <laughs> you know, you just like keep on just staying here. Because here is where here is where the happiness is. Here is where the joy is. Now. And everything's unfolding according to your feeling. I kept oh, remembering cool. all of your descriptions, everything you talked about, you know, about the lava. And the, the situation for me really isn't that bad. I'm not the one with, you know, with a house collapsing in Puerto Rico. I'm just having suddenly Puerto Rico move here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm like, you know, watching these earthquakes every day on my phone. They're having like tremors every day. A ton. Yeah, they're still they they're still going on and on. And it's like nobody knows when it'll stop, you know. But it's like when that heavy feeling came, I was like, how come I can't shake it? 
And then I felt like calling my friend and it turns out she was having the same thing. And we started like crying and then laughing. Oh, that's good. That, that really, really helped. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. For some reason that that's how it played out, you know? Yeah. Well, I just like, couldn't do it. I had to like, like, I'm not going to see her too, you know? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're asking, if you're asking why it's hard to shake, you know, it's, it's because you don't want to let go of that thought, that painful thought that's making it seem like it's bad. That's mm -hmm. all. So you, you just admit that and don't be attached to how much time it takes to reveal itself. You know, I've, I've seen where, okay, there's a little bit of willingness to let this thought go and then, and then it'll just take time to unravel itself. So then there's just like an offering of patience with that patience and, you know, and keep on being willing, keep on offering the willingness. Mm -hmm. and, and then it unravels itself. It starts to reveal itself and in an easy and in, in an easier and quicker way than it would normally go. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like holding yourself. What's that? Effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay if you feel down. You don't have to try to get out of it. In fact, trying to get out of it is what makes it worse. Makes it yeah, worse. That's, that's what was happening. I was like, uh, Same here. Uh, criticizing myself for being down. Like, I yeah. should not be, but I am. Yeah. I should not be, but like, oh, screw it. I'm just not going to feel that. I'm going to call my friend and tell her. There you go. <laughs> I even yeah, feel it. I even, and then she's sitting there and crying with a glass of wine. Aww. <laughs> but like in a, you know, crying and laughing too. Yeah, it's good. See like, how we really help each other. It's right. Sweet. It's sweet. Yeah. Are we I, even, I even projected um, a, my sister-in-law to say to me, "I thought you had this all down. I thought you knew." All <laughs> oh, I know. That's so fun. Oh my God. Don't you love it? Oh, it was perfect. At the time, I didn't love it, but now I see. <laughs> oh, I love these reminders. I love it. You're like, I thought I had it down too. Shit. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I did too. That's that that's one where, okay. You haven't come as far as you think, as far as, you know, your willingness to make a choice. That's all it is, a willingness to make a choice for peace. You haven't come as far as you think, but this that you're going through right now is something that can deliver you yeah. to that, you know? So you see these kind of things that you're perceiving as hard times as something that delivers you. It's almost like it births yourself to a new place, so to where you can choose, you know, you know, like, for instance, a lava flow and, and thoughts occurring to you trying to hook you and you can, you can choose. It's just that in that moment, you can't really choose just because you don't know you have that choice. You're not seeing it because there's all these defenses against it. Right. <laughs> and, and by admitting, I want, I must want this. I'm making this up. It really helps to unravel it. And you were doing that, Lori. You yeah. were, you were, you were like, hey, I'm making this up. I know I'm making this up. And how did I that work out? Yep. It unraveled it for you. Yeah. 
I, I knew that it was exactly what needed to happen. But boy, that wasn't helping with the pain because I was resisting it. Yeah. I see clearly I was resisting. I didn't want to feel it. Yeah. And when I, I was here in this condo in October before we left out for the trip to Texas, I felt I actually let it be because it was happening in the morning. The morning I would wake up with automatic thoughts and ugh. And then I, I remember saying, it's okay. It, just feel it. It's okay. I'm telling myself out loud. It's okay. Yeah. And letting the feeling come in. And that was the beginning of it going the other, back the other way. Yeah. You see that. So, so it's kind of like you develop a knack for it. Wouldn't you say that? Because you get to know what that is like to, to get the feeling and let it kind of be embraced in your body's energy field. Right. Not, and not pushing, not trying to mm-hmm. fight it. And knowing the difference. Knowing the difference, yeah. Yes. And knowing the difference. And that, you know, that's really, that's what Wisdom Dialogues is for. That's what it leads to if you're willing to see and you're willing to practice. It's a little and bit willing, too. Just a little bit willing. <laughs> just a little tiny, just a little tiny bit. Just a little tiny bit. Means. That's, all it means. That, that's what I'm calling practice. Practice might not be the word that resonates for everyone. But that's what I'm calling practice. And it's just like willingness in the moment. Am I willing? Oh, am I not willing? Oh, I'm not willing. Okay. That's also, that's also part of the practice. <laughs> it is. It's really and then, awareness. <laughs> and then when you're seeing the thoughts coming in saying, oh, damn, I, did, I didn't. That's the one. That's the one that I'm hyper vigilant about now. Mm, okay. I remember you guys talking about that. And, you know, Lori would ask a question about something and Hope would explain and Lori would go like, ah, or something. Go, yeah, that, yeah. that, exactly. <laughs> and she says, right there, that's where it is. <laughs> what a good example, Lori. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I learned from looking at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see Candy. Candy, right. Candy Cat, she's getting in the camera. Yeah. Right. The, Cute ears. Oh, this is a lava cat. She made so it. cute. So she cute. Made it. She ended up. She ended up running away when we we evacuated. Went to a friend's house, and she ended up running away for a couple weeks because she got scared. Of course. And we were gone, but she came back to my friend, and then he brought him to. He brought candy to us. Oh, that's Hello, so sweet. Yay! I, I didn't know she was missing. Yeah, she was gone for two weeks, and we got her back all skinny. Oh. Yeah, now she's really fluffy again. Yeah. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and she's Very just the cute. cuddliest. She's just the cuddliest cat. Oh, I love cuddly cats. I can see that, yeah. Uh-huh. And she's, so, she's just really gentle and cuddly. Yeah. Really Even when Bron was calling her when she was what? little. Even when Bron was mauling her when she was little. Oh. <laughs> when he was little. When he was little. When he was little, yeah, we got her big. But yeah, yeah Bron will like make her do things. Yes. <laughs> I felt so bad for her, but I think she loved it though. She's that yeah, kind of cat. She, she never clawed him. She she just yeah. went along with it. Yeah, you can play with her like she's a toy. She doesn't yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unbelievable. Yeah, what a cat. 
<laughs> They're so different. <laughs> they are so different because my sister's cat would tear you apart. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not if I didn't need it, that's for sure. <laughs> I love that coat. Hope. Hope. Oh, awesome. Thank you. That's yeah, adorable. Thank you. It looks thicker than a regular sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's hemp and cotton. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so we went over addiction today. Um, we talked about video games. We talked about what, what didn't we cover? Well, we talked about, um, time. We talked about overwhelm. Um, That's when I, I think I covered that guy's question. We talked about heavy feelings and you mentioned again about like what it is to get the feeling. Cause that's like a, something that's not so simple to understand. Oh, good. Let's go over that again, because that's really what, you know, what, what I mean to share with you is this knack for being able to make that choice in the moment. And you kind of like are, are led there through your own inner guide. I'm just giving some pointers, you know? So that's why I tell people nothing I say is true. Get the feeling, get the feeling. So when you're triggered, what you're experiencing is a contrast. You're experiencing, you're experiencing a contrasting feeling. Um, it's a contrast to joy, to what you really are. And so when you get that contrasting feeling, you turn your attention, this, this you have, this is your willingness, okay? You're willing, you, you're willing to just turn your attention to the feeling and instead of giving your attention to what justifies, what seems to justify the feeling in the world, that's that kind of, that's that pivot where you, you pivot your attention from making things in the world out to justify your upset feeling. So that's what's going on. That's how you can get that feeling of upset after the excitement. Cause you, cause you have the perception of, Oh man, now I've got this and this and this. And those are like hook thoughts underneath that is a feeling, a very upset feeling that those thoughts will help you to minimize actually. So that's why we are making the choice for the thoughts. You just want to diffuse that feeling a little bit, but you don't want to heal it right now. So it, so when you're recognizing what choice you're making there and what choice you have, eventually you start to make the choice for embracing the feeling and not pursuing the thoughts. And it changes you. It changes everything. You just don't, you don't need to get, you don't need to go with triggers anymore. Right. So I, ha I have a, um, a, a real life situation that happened that I could talk about. Great. The, I was down at the pool Wednesday and um, the, I was talking to a guy and at the pool and we got done talking and then we fell asleep and we woke back up and we started talking again. All of a sudden my phone rang. I was, Scott called and, and the guy says, Oh, you, because I started to put my phone jack in. So I wouldn't, so I would put it in my ears. He goes, Oh, you're having a, a quiet, a private conversation. Right. I said, no, I don't have anything to hide. I'm, so I said, if you don't mind, I'll talk to him with you right here. Well, so the guy was like, I don't mind. Well, we went longer than normally him and his wife ended up leaving. And then a man came from the other side and said, about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, he says, 
you are rude. And I, and I looked at him because I was so into my conversation with Scott. He goes, I would never do something like that. Talk for an hour and a half in front. And he had this attitude and everything. And immediately it, I felt it. I felt the rise of whatever the, the person that was wanting to go back at him, but it stayed. And I went, oh, I felt it. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, thank you for telling me. I said, I will remove myself. <laughs> that was that. Was yeah. That. Yeah. See, how it's like, there's no argument or anything. It's just no like, argument, no, no, nothing. Yep. It was over. Done. And Scott was like, wow. <laughs> I just, it was so cool to actually get the feeling effect then say, I apologize, which was simple. It wasn't. Yeah, it just comes out when you're allowing it. Exactly. And then the, thank you for telling me. Yeah. I know exactly what to do. I'll remove myself. <laughs> <laughs> Self-removal. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Extract Lori. Very easy. Very easy. And it turned out to be even better because we ended up FaceTiming and I was able to show him all the grounds out here. I went over to the island and it was oh, so cool. Constance says hi to you, Lori. She's on Facebook. Oh, hi, Constance. Oh, I, oh. oh hi, Constance. <laughs> Yay. So cool. <laughs> all the wisdom dialogues, friends. It's so fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. In Texas, I had absolutely no connection. So I had to just listen when I could. I had 3G and one little bar. So I would have um, maybe a minute of you talking. It could only be in the night, did not happen during the day. And I, it would buffer for like five minutes and then I'd get another minute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But. Uh -huh. But I got through it all. It took a week, but I can get through them all. Yes. <laughs> and the podcasts were a blessing once that happened. Oh, good. I'm stoked to be able to provide the podcast. I, got, I, yes. put, on, I put the podcast on all the different um, major and minor stations. It's like if you have a favorite podcast station that you like, look for Wisdom Dialogue with Hope, John Hope Johnson there. And you'll find it. You could also just link to one from my website if you go to hopejohnson.org. Uh, I love it. It's so fun. And, and you can download them in a flash when you're in Wi-Fi. So that's, I'd go to the library, download them. Then they'd be on my phone and I didn't have to have uh, internet to listen. Yes. And oh. I'm putting both these ones for, that we do that we do for YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, and I, and the ones in Wawa that I do in person. And that's what Lori's talking about. She, it's a different energy. It's a totally different energy. I love the Wawa ones. Yay. Really? Mm -hmm. really. <laughs> that seemed like once you started doing that, I started listening to that. That's when it seemed to, well, it just coincided with what was going on here, I guess. And <laughs> Oh, good. oh, yay. Oh, yay, peeps. Oh, <laughs> peeps. Oh, my God. 
So the so the bottom line is the bottom line is and why we talk about all these different scenarios and all these different things is to is to point out how it doesn't matter what comes up it doesn't matter what situation it is it comes back to get the feeling effect and here's what feeling effect means again for those of you who don't know because it's it's different um, terminology. The feeling effect is the effect of the thought that you separated yourself from reality. That's the feeling effect. You know, it's the effect of that. What you think it is in the world, that's a projection. The world is a projection. It's the effect of that feeling in the first place. The feeling is, effect, is an effect. I'm going to say it again because it's good to know the order of this. The feeling is an effect of the thought of separation, the thought that's veiled right now in this dream. The feeling is an, the effect of that. The world is an effect of that feeling. It's so, so the ego, with the ego's guidance, the ego t teaches you, guides you to take it as if the world is actually giving you the feeling. And that's why it couldn't appeal to me to pursue a thought about how bad I had it after I got the lava, after my home and everything got taken by the lava, because it was so obvious. A lava, a lava flow is really obvious. You know, I can get, I can get taken by different things like momentarily, no. but when it's like really obvious like that, it's like, right. It's like, okay, this is lava flow related. <laughs> it's definitely an illusion. And, you know, it, and, and so that's why the choice is no thank you to the thought that makes this a bad thing. Look, hope you, you know, some people, they ended up in a better place, but it actually looks like you're in a worse place. And it's like, smile at that. See, it's like you keep on smiling at it. And that's the thing, you, you are more and more joyful. You have more and more joy and more and more joy to share and creativity as well. Creativity as well. The whole book, Un Unschooling for Parents, the whole thing came out after the lava flow. Mm-hmm. And and quickly, yes, it came out after the lava flow. Uh, I got my friend Jerry on with, with me right now, and he's working with me on this yoga app. You guys know that yoga app, all the all the design, all, all the outline for it, just all of a sudden just came out like really yeah. fast, like boom, you know. And it's like, and and it's like these these things, the creativity is just allowed to flow. But if you're if you're focused on if you're focused on doing um, the poor me thing, it can't, it, it, it can't allow it. it. It pushes against it. It's a feeling of frustration. It's a feeling of upset. It's a feeling of failure. And that's what gets projected. See? So none of that stuff was appealing to me, but you know, it has been appealing to me after that. Um, like, I think I talked about it before on one of them, but, um, it had to do with getting this mortgage with the SBA, Small Business Association. And oh my goodness, I just felt like the, um, the, what was it? The escrow company got me, tricked me and got me to sign before I got the money. You know, I just felt like that. And it, and I, you know, the money wasn't there, but I signed something saying that it was there and it wasn't there. 
And I was like, oh my goodness, this big fear thing came on. And I even started to, to, to project onto the escrow girls. Like, I like it. Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hire a lawyer about this, you know? And then it just occurred to me and I just start laughing and I said, and, and I, I said something like, you know what? Never mind. You guys did awesome. You guys did everything perfect. You guys are perfect. Thank you very much. And I still didn't have the money <laughs> and it took me months to get it. <laughs> but it was just like that feeling of, and, and it, you know, I don't have any problem with filing a lawsuit or anything like that. It was just really shown to me and it was really so much more joyful to, for me to just be like, you know what? Never mind. You guys were perfect because I could feel that that's what I needed in that moment. That was the opening that I needed. See, and once you, when you get familiar with the feeling, even if you get taken for a little bit, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. And you just choose again. That's every moment you have an opportunity to choose again. So it's not like you can ever screw it up. There's nothing happening. Yes. And here's the other thing. You're never there while you're dreaming. You are always there in reality. Um, but while you're dreaming, you can say you're never there just because as long as you're witnessing a body sense, you're getting body reactions. Like you're getting body reactions. You're just learning how to, how to flow with all the different body reaction energies. So it's like you're always, you're always playing and it's always so playful when you feel upset or anything. It's just a sign that you can be even more joyful and even more playful. And as soon as you open up to it, Aloha, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you. Yay. I appreciate all of you. Oh, ditto. Yep. Ditto. I appreciate you. <laughs> so does anyone have anything else? Anyone so, can raise their hand or, or type something. So we are using others other so-called others seemingly <laughs> right not using to them to wake up to this through this to this dream of something yeah. we are yeah, using you can say, yeah you can uh, you're you just use everything you use and everything um what what you see of them isn't really who they are so you remember that so really you're using your perception of them perception of them right Right. right. You're using your perception of them. You're loving them because you, if you, when you're allowing love for yourself, it's getting extended to them automatically. So you're loving them and using your perception of them to undo your guilty self-concept. So when I come up with, when I'm seeing my sister or somebody say something about that, uh, low life that lives at the end of the street and that that automatically is painful here oh good automatically i feel that pain uh-huh knowing that nobody nobody nobody's a low life there's no so after that feeling is felt it's i'm seeing that this it doesn't accept it mm-hmm it it eventually drops, but it's still there, or I would not have brought it up just now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, there's a non-acceptance. It's a body sense. 
the the non-acceptance is a body sense so you're just accepting that non-acceptance you're not trying to change it that's a so so your brain's making interpret an interpretation your brain's making an interpretation that's all and it's being reflected in your body that interpretation is getting reflected in your body sense so so all you're doing all you're doing is being an acceptance of that it's like you take a step back and accept that accept the non-acceptance it's a body sense. It's occurring to you. Okay. okay. It's not who you are. See, that's the thing. The ego, like it gets in there and it's like, oh, you must not be accepting. Well, you know what? That's the choice you make right now. Yep. <laughs> I heard it put like that. Like, you know, they say, let it go. Like about the feeling, but they, yeah, I heard another teacher say that it should be let it flow. There you go. That's a really good way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I see that, and there's nothing wrong with saying, let it go. I have a friend who did a video recently and posted them. And at the end, it, it says, let it go. He wrote, actually wrote, let it go on it. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We're talking about the way it's taken. These words mean nothing. They're gibberish. What we're talking about is the way that the words are taken when the ego gets in there and conceptualizes it. It's like there's something wrong with you because you can't let it go now. <laughs> you're like, I want to let it go, but I can't let it go, you know? And that's because you're trying to let it go. Mm -hmm. That's not, like you said, letting it flow. See, that's another, that, that's another way of looking at it. Just like letting that energy, that non-acceptance, oh, welcome non-acceptance. Mm. <laughs> that's acceptance. <laughs> right it's like it's like i gave the example of my daughter saying you judged me it's like okay and i accept that there's an acceptance of okay that's a you know that's not my experience i mean i didn't need to tell her that though I didn't even need to tell her that that isn't my experience but i don't need to tell her that because if she's having that perception i put that there for a reason and it's the feeling that i have right now there isn't any past. There isn't any judging in the past or anything like that. It's a feeling that I'm getting right now as she's telling me, hey, you judged me and now I can't trust you. I can't talk to you. I can't come and talk to you. And I'm just like, okay, that's okay. You know, it's like, it's like, it's just a, whatever it is that's presented. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. When you're not identifying with the one who's supposed to be a certain way. And I even set, set my daughter up that way to tell me that I'm supposed to be a certain way and I'm not. I'm failing, basically. And, I, and, and, this, and it's the same thing. It's like, okay, thank you. Because it's like, now, right now, that's for the feeling. Now, she said that she wanted to, uh, uh, well, she wanted to talk to you. Right. I mean, she, she said she didn't feel she could talk to you. And then she, and you said, that's okay. And she said, but I want to talk to you. Yes. So okay. and, and okay. you're saying that's okay too. So where is she with her frustration at this point? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I can say that I can say that that same day where I, if I want to talk to you, but I can't, a couple minutes later, we were sitting right here at this table, laughing our asses off and having a conversation. See, okay. but then it will go back to the set. will go back to that story again. It goes back to that story again, which is okay with me. Yeah. 
see. But her mind wants it not to be. You can see yes, that. for now. Yes, that is, I, can, I can definitely see that. And I'm, I don't have an argument with it. Right, right. Which is frustrating for the person who it's wants probably it. probably frustrating. Yes, I'm getting that it's frustrating. I'm getting that there's, that, that there's some conflict that's being looked for, that's being asked for. Yeah. And and I know that that I know that that's being found wherever she is. Mm. That's, a, that's the thing. It's like we don't have to provide the conflict. Right. You know, if someone's looking for conflict, they're they're That's what they're looking for. There's not any problem with it. They will find it. That, that there's no need for us to give it. Give them any. Yeah. So, like everything she shows me and everything she tells me, I'm like, that's OK. Well, what about this about you? You know? Uh, what about this stuff about you? That's okay. Everything. The fact, the fact that they appear in our perception as if they're searching for conflict is for us. It's, we put yes, them there, exactly. right? exactly. It's always for extending love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and they put us there. So it's all, it's like that. It's like, we can't also get it wrong because it's like in the, for their perception, we're, it, we're expressing exactly as they need to. So it's perfect. Right. Yeah, I'm just like having these temptations to judge my mother for judging or for something every day, every day for not being right somehow or for perfect. judging me or whatever. But that's, and all the time I'm reminding myself all the time that, uh, that, that she, I, did, I put her there, I'm making her do this because I, I want yeah. it. <laughs> so you can see how adorable she is. Yes. And that's really, what it, that's, that's really what it comes to. Like when I found myself, you know, judging my mom or judging my mom for judging me or anything like that, you know, it came to, oh my God, she's so adorable. Oh my God. That's just so cute. You know, and she tells me something that sounds like that person is doing it like this, or someone's doing it to me, or what am I going to do about this terrible body or whatever, anything like that. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love you. Or, or here's another one. What the heck? You need to get your eyebrows done. <laughs> it was, and it was so good. It was so good. I was at her, I was sitting in front of her. We were, you know, we don't get face to face that much. And, and I just looked at her and I go, why? And she goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess there's a certain vibe. There's a certain feel where your eyebrows are supposed to be a certain way. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just let them grow how they do. <laughs> Which is fine. Once I had my eyebrows done and I thought I looked like the Joker, it was crazy. Oh, growing back in. Yeah, I like when people will do the tattooed eyebrows, or sometimes it looks like on a caterpillar on the face. That was my perception. Was like, what? Well, it looks so weird, like a caterpillar. Two caterpillars. <laughs> You guys are so awesome. All right. All right. I'm going to wind this down and I'm back week after week. I, I only won't be here on the, on February 3rd because I'm going to be in Kona that night promoting my book. I'm going to be over there um, doing a, a 20, just 20 minutes, but then I get a little 
I get a little spot with a bunch of books and people can come over and talk to me. So if you're in Kona or if you want to come to Kona, see me in Kona, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I will be at Kona Stories. It's called Kona Stories. It's, a, it's in the Keahau Shopping Center. Keahau? Keahau. Ho! O-U. <laughs> Ho! Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that'll be on february 3rd 6 to 8 p.m there's also a really good sushi bar there that i'll be hitting up afterwards probably <laughs> you nice. want to go over there with me that'll be awesome i will be at the tantra fest this year hawaii tantra fest i'm going to be there monday oh that that one one i just talked about that's tuesday the fourth actually Monday the 3rd, I will be at the Hawaii Tantra Fest doing a two-hour wisdom dialogue, which mm -hmm. I plan to record as well because it's my regular Monday session, but it's at Tantra Fest at Kalani. Kalani's open again. It'll be at oh, Kalani. Kalani's open. <gasps> yes. The same place? Yep. And it's really bitching. It's better than it ever was. <laughs> no. Yep. And so, and it'll be, the Tantra Fest starts February 1st. It goes to the 5th. I will be there on the 3rd. Um, I'll also be present the 1st and the 2nd and the 3rd and then, and then do wisdom dialogue. So I would love to hang out with you if you're at the Tantra Fest. Um, if you're local and you would like to go to the, the Tantra Fest to see me, it's free for you to just come to wisdom dialogues. That's the, I have the only, um, the only event that's like that, the Tantra Fest, where you could just, say you're there to see Hope Johnson, Wisdom Dialogues, whatever, and you can get in for free for that. Nice. Or you can stay for the Tantra Fest. Isn't that fun? Can you bring Hawaii closer to me somehow? <laughs> bring it to Florida. <laughs> right. I know you guys are. <laughs> At one point it'll be, I'm coming to Florida. Yeah. Yep. Wisdom Dialogues Fest in Florida. That's what we need. Florida. Yeah. So if you get enough of a uh, fan base over there, whatever you want to call it, fan club that wants to give me. I a would love to have. I will be there. I would love to host you here. Yeah, and if yep, you host yep, me there, yep. yeah, if you give me a ticket to Florida and host me there, I will come. I love okay, it. Okay, Lori, we see more reasons to talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You know, I love it. I love you so much. Oh, ditto. I love you, love too. You too. Thank you for joining <laughs> yeah. everyone on Facebook, too. I appreciate you. I love you. Mahalo. Aloha. And until next week, Tuesday at 3, Hawaii time. Ahui ho! <laughs> <laughs>